Welcome to this week's episode of Called Bank Sports. This is a solo episode with me. Uh, it's It's been a kind of crazy week, two weeks for Nate and I. Um, I was out of town last week. Uh, I was driving back from Washington on Saturday, so and I was just so busy during that week with different family things that I didn't have time to record. So that's why there was kind of a gap there. And this week, Nate's trip is actually a lot more exciting than mine. He's in the Netherlands right now. So I'm I'm taking this as a solo episode, and I didn't want to leave you guys hanging too long waiting for our videos. But uh, this is probably going to be a review. You guys know all this stuff by now. Uh, this is probably more of a reaction by me. You know what's happened in free agency. Um, you know where our predictions went wrong uh, with free agency. But uh, let's dig into it. I'll go over the moves, which I'm sure you all have memorized by now. What the roster looks like and and what I thought was going to happen, how that didn't happen at all. But to start off, like Nate and I, last episode we recorded together, my under my thoughts were we're going to lose like it, it sucks, but we're going to lose a a Joe Ingles or we're going to lose potentially a Bojan in a bigger trade um, because the Jazz really didn't have much room to sign people and because of the like obviously there's ex- exceptions but luxury tax is brutal and the jazz are in the luxury tax pretty deep uh, so we weren't expecting any signings be beyond mike conley and maybe like and maybe a couple minimum contracts but we got a little bit more than that we got a trade and we didn't trade off any of our big assets or really any players at all which Kind of shocked me. I didn't think the Jazz would, would be able to make that work. They made it work, and that's awesome. Like, I'm glad they did because I didn't want to see Joe Ingles leave. I just didn't think that there was a way to like upgrade any talent without giving away a talent like Joe Ingles um, because he's he's a shooter. A lot of teams want him, so we might have been able to get someone that we were looking for if we added Joe Ingles with a few other picks. That was my thought process. That didn't happen. It might still happen. I don't think so. I think we're in the clear now, though. Um, so let's go over the moves. Obviously, the Jazz brought back Mike Conley. Uh, kind of expensive. We knew that was going to happen. Um, I'd rather have him back for expensive than not have him have him at all, because then the Jazz would, without Mike Conley, the Jazz aren't a real contender. Uh, and they couldn't have signed anyone as good as Conley because they just didn't have room uh, with the cap and, and no exception was large enough to get a good enough point guard like that, like Conley. So I'm glad we have Conley back. It's going to be huge. It means we're still making a run at the finals. Obviously the West is tough. Let's keep going though. But um, what shocked me is that the jazz signed two additional players and made a trade for Eric Pascal. Um, Eric Pascal trade that made headlines because Donovan Mitchell, he's friends with him. Donovan Mitchell liked that trade. Um, I don't think he's going to see much playing time, but we'll see. Like, I'm interested to see how that trade develops. We gave up next to nothing for it, so I, th- I think it's a fine trade. But the signing that everyone's ex- everyone's excited about, I'm excited about, is the Rudy Gay signing. Uh, when I first heard about it, I was a little bit, um, I don't know. I had my doubts. I've been I've been thinking about it, looking into it, and I think Rudy Gay is the is a great player to come off the bench for the Jazz, add some depth. Um, I think he's he's 
at his best, he's good enough to start, um, which I don't think he will. I think we'll keep the same lineup that we did last year. Um, but he adds like he he's he's a big forward. He can shoot. He can score. Um, I wouldn't call him a great defender. I don't think he's a bad defender. Uh, you, you guys may think think I'm wrong there, but I think that's an awesome addition to the team. Rudy Gay. I'm sure. Leave your thoughts down in the comments. Um, I don't know. I think that adds a lot of depth that we didn't have. Uh, when coming off the bench, I know we were talking about how we had one of the deeper benches because we had Jordan Clarkson, who could have been a starter. Joe Ingles, who could have been a starter. Derek Favors, who could have been a starter. But um, like our bench unit coming coming off the bench wasn't as as strong last season at times. Even though we had two six-man-of-the-year candidates, I think we were a little bit smaller. We weren't quite as athletic. Um, defense wasn't where we wanted it to be when the bench was out. Um, and so having Rudy Gay out there with that unit brings some size, brings an additional scoring threat, which should make it even easier for Jordan Clarkson to to go off and do his thing. So I'm excited about that. I have high hopes. I don't think he's such a big game changer that I now think the Jazz are going to be the first seed again this next season. I still think it's a lot more likely that they drop down to two or three. That being said, though, the Jazz, um, their strategy of play, I feel like it is, it's set up very, very well for a long haul season like the NBA season that we're going to win a lot of games. I think we're going to get a great seed going into the playoffs and what Rudy and another thing that Rudy Gay brings is the reason, and there's lots of reasons why we lost to the Clippers. Um, there's some choking going on. Uh, I'm not going to say this is the only reason, but in the playoffs, like in the regular season, efficiency matters, and that's how you win games. Um, people aren't going to come as prepared for you each and every night as in the playoffs, and they don't get to play you up to seven times in a row. In the playoffs, is all about matchups. How well do we match up with everyone? And the Clippers were able to break the Jazz's defense with that five out, and that broke a lot of the matchups. We couldn't have Rudy Gobert out. Um, the Jazz never really played small. So that's something the Jazz need to figure out, is how to play small, how to defend and play against when someone's playing like a five out with five shooters, like the Clippers did. Um but having Rudy Gay on the team, that's going to be a pretty big deal because he's big enough to play power forward. We saw with the Clippers at times, Nick Batum was playing center. If Nick Batum can play center, then Rudy Gay can play center against a small ball lineup. So that might bring some versatility that might allow the Jazz to have more favorable matchup options and lineups if someone tries to break the Jazz defense like the Clippers did. Uh, so that gives me some hope in the playoffs. Um, I don't want to lean too heavily on Rudy Gay in the season. I think he's going to be awesome, but I want to keep him fresh and healthy for the playoffs because I think that's where he could bring the most uh, to the Jazz. Obviously, he's not a star. He's not um, He's not what he was in his younger years. He's, But if we can make sure he can play regular good minutes in the playoffs and keep him fresh for that, that's what I'm looking for with Rudy Gay. Now, that's enough with Rudy Gay. I wasn't expecting to talk about him that much. The other big signing, which I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. Um, 
I've heard mostly positive things from um, from people, uh, not necessarily in the jazz organization, but like people like me who talk about the jazz. I've heard mostly positive things about the Hassan Whiteside signing. Um, obviously, it's a it's a minimum deal. That's all the jazz really could do. Um, he's a backup center since we uh, traded away Derek Favors for nothing. We needed another center since we don't know if um, Azubuki is going to be ready to to play rotation minutes. And Hassan Whiteside's he's a veteran. It looks like that's the plan that he'll be the one playing the rotation center minutes instead of Azubuki unless there's an injury or unless Azubuki just takes off. Um, that being said, with Hassan Whiteside, uh, if you followed him through his career, there was a moment where people thought he was going to be the next big superstar. They thought he was going to be Dwight Howard 2.0 um, because, and when he was in Miami, he was getting like, he had a stretch uh, like for two weeks or something where he was averaging like 20 plus rebounds and like five plus blocks. And that's what you're going to see from him is he's, he's can put up ridiculous stats and that's going to be fun to see on the box score. Um, He'll have some highlight plays because he's big and long like Rudy. He'll be able to block. The The tough thing is he's nowhere near Rudy, and, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing. Most players in the NBA are nowhere near Rudy's inside defense capabilities. Um, Hassan Whiteside will put up the stats if you give him starting minutes that make it look like he can. Like, he's an incredible center getting... He, he doesn't do this as much anymore. He's, he's getting a little older, but he's... It feels like he's a stat chaser. He'll chase the block. Sorry. He'll, he'll chase the block. Um, even if that means leaving the back door open. He'll um, he'll get rebounds, which I don't think... I don't think chasing rebounds is ever a bad thing. I don't think there's a down... Like, chasing a block, there's a downside to that. Chasing a rebound, I don't think there's a downside. So that's great. He'll be able to get rebounds. He's a seven-footer. I like that about him. But... He doesn't really add anything to offense, which Rudy doesn't do much. He's much worse than Rudy, I would say. And to defense, he's off and on. Some place he's going to be awful. Some place he's going to make a huge highlight play. So I think he might fill a hole fine. I don't love the signing. I'm not a huge Hassan Whiteside fan. Uh, my my one silver lining for this is, you know, Quinn Snyder. Every team he has, they're very well coached defensively. Um, this last year, we had a great defensive team. I think, obviously, Quinn, he implemented a new system. He probably didn't focus as much on coaching team defense as he has in the years past. And that's where I think our perimeter defense maybe was lacking a little bit. But in the past, like movement on defense as a team was incredible. Um I'm sure he'll put a little bit more focus on that this year. Now that we have mostly the same team returning, we don't have to teach a new system. We can we can iron out some of those defensive issues. So Quinn Snyder working with Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gobert. I mean, yeah. So Hassan Whiteside working with Quinn Snyder and Rudy Gobert might be enough to, to get him into more of a fundamental defender. Um, he may stop chasing blocks. He may fit into the system. And I think he's capable of doing that i think he was capable of being a a all-star center i just think he wasn't um in in his prime and that this may not be fair 
I don't know him. I, I didn't follow the situation very close. The The feeling I was getting from him while he was in his prime was he like he's not as naturally talented as Shaq, but he kind of had the same lax, like like relaxed idea of Shaq where he, he wanted he was there for the highlight plays. He wasn't there for the crazy numbers and he needed to work a lot harder to get those crazy numbers. Shaq was good enough naturally and Shaq worked hard. It was just not Kobe hard. Um, Shaq was that good that he could get the crazy numbers like that. So that's kind of my thought on Hassan Whiteside. I think physically he's there. I just don't know if he'll fit into the defensive scheme as well as we wish he would. The good thing with that is I know we haven't seen much of Azabuki. Um, I'd want to see him more. I'm excited to see how that develops. Um, I think he could turn into a solid backup center. Uh, so I would like to see him play, like test it out a few games instead of Hassan Whiteside. I don't think it will happen. Um, but that's kind of my take on that. I talked about the Pascal trade. I don't have much to say on that. We'll see how that plays out. I don't think Eric Pascal will really get any sort of major minutes coming off the bench unless the Jazz have injury issues. So that's my take. It would have been fun to have Nate here, have him uh, give his two cents. I'm I'm sure his um, he, he typically knows the stats a little better than me, and um, he's like I, I'm I'm a Mavs fan first, so that's kind of where I bring my stuff in. Is almost an outsider's point of view. I feel like I'm starting to adopt the Jazz a lot more that I'm now that I'm covering and following them more. Nate, he's a Jazz fan, so I'd love to get his point of view and, and see where that comes in. So, um, but I want to hear. Uh, what all of you think in the comments leave down like what what do you think about the Rudy Gay signing where is that going to play in and I really want to hear your thoughts on Hassan Whiteside um because I may be too low on him and and you guys may like him a ton and maybe you're right so I want to hear like leave your predictions and or maybe even your grades on on the Jazz offseason overall I'm really happy with it because I think they did it a lot with not much and so um I think we're coming in with a better team. I don't think it's a it's like a crazy better team that we're the difference of. I don't think we're like finals favorites or anything. I think we're finals contenders still. And keeping Mike Conley, bringing on Rudy Gay, is, is going to be huge for us this season. So let me know what you think. Uh, don't forget to like the video. That helps us a ton. If you made it this far, I'm guessing you liked the video. So please hit that like button. If you're not subscribed and you're a Jazz fan hit the subscribe button or, or follow us on whatever platform you're, if you're not on YouTube and you're seeing this, follow us. I don't know if it's called subscribe on those platforms, but um, if you're a jazz fan, you'll want to follow this channel. That's what we talk about is jazz news, jazz basketball. When we start getting into the season, we'll start posting a lot more videos, a lot of live streams on YouTube. Um, after we we've done, we missed one game last season with live stream. So if you like, that coverage right after each game if you need a little bit more after a jazz game then subscribe to our channel and and we'll provide that to you so uh thanks for being here those are my thoughts on the free agency and yeah i want to hear yours see you guys next week bye